0: The fan is better when you're part of it. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
1: Microphone check, one, two. Right back at it. We've already smoked an hour. Inside the 8 o'clock hour on The Fan. Your boy KM taking you till AM. We were talking a little bit about the Knicks and the Nets and the Battle of the Burrows. Cool. That was last night, and I wasn't looking forward to it. I know Evan went to the game. I don't I don't go over there to Madison Square Garden. I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm not a Rangers fan. I just don't need to pull up. I'm definitely not paying for a ticket to go in there, and the prices are crazy. I'm at home in the Bronx and Brooklyn. Uh, but it looked like there was a good turnout. I mean, from what I heard from my Brooklyn Brigade brethren, my uh, Brooklyn Brigade BK Block Nets fans, you know, they took over section 217, and they will always bring the energy. But the team didn't match the energy late, and uh, you could tell they were a little disconnected, and that's fine. Um, during the breaks, I try to check my social media at Keith McPherson Twitter, Instagram, whichever one you use. If you don't use either, cool. Don't like, don't. Social media is a cesspool. It's A lot of nonsense. It can cloud your brain in judgment. But uh, shout out to Tasnim, who hit me, and and he's defending BT. I'm not coming at BT, but he's like, BT never said the NBA Finals. Tasnim, it's all good, bro. I know he said Eastern Conference Finals, and that's still a stretch for these New York Knicks. The tweet posted by WFAN at exactly 6 o'clock says, BT breaks down why the Knicks can make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. They cannot they cannot. There's two teams playing right now, the Celtics and the Bucks. Knicks fans, go watch those guys and go watch how they play and think about how you'll match up against them. Anywho, I didn't take a call the last like 15, 20 minutes. We're going straight calls, and I uh, appreciate you guys calling up, and thanks for waiting. Roscoe out in Brooklyn.
0: But you know I'm a guy hard Knicks fan, so I'm gonna start it off with you know from the from the great from from my man Eddie Murphy's lips in uh, what was it a uh, 48 Hours Part Two right when he said there's a new sheriff in town <laughs> and his name is uh, what was his name uh, Jalen Jalen okay so let's get let's get Jalen let's get to my real thing yeah uh, no not Jalen Hurts come on man stop. <laughs> I know what we're talking about man so listen real quick though Keith this is the second time that Brooklyn right. Had this big duel, this big team, and it failed, right?
1: Yeah, we had a big three. We had Paul Pierce, <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Yep. Yeah, we Wait, had. So uh,
0: this is not the first time Jason that you Terry. guys have failed. You guys spent a lot of money and have failed on these projects. I swear, like as a Knicks fan, I'm jealous of that. I'm jealous of the fact that you guys have gone out and these pl- recruited these players. They have came, and you guys have failed. I don't know what it is in Brooklyn. What's going on over there? Uh, it could be the fans. It could be the fake fans that you guys got. Because it's crazy. You guys got a lot of fake fans over there. You know, <laughs> and, and I understand. It's back New York. Yes, we are in the runs for the, the conference finals. But we don't, mm. no. we don't got what it takes to beat Boston. We don't got what it takes to beat Philadelphia.
1: Philadelphia. Of course
0: not Milwaukee. But. You've got to play the game. And what I notice in life, if you got two strong point guards, bro, they could take you a, they could take you a long way. That Villanova run, who was the guards? It was Brunson and Hart. you yep. got to have those point you guards. You need a starter and a and you backup. T- it,
1: it, you definitely yep. need two and, of those guys. And Josh and, Hart can do and, a bunch and, of and, things. You know, he can bring the ball up like a point guard. He can defend. Uh, like, he's a great pickup. Correct. He's a great pickup. i got no hate on that He's a
2: great pickup. If quickly,
0: if quickly could just just get into his flow. I mean, quickly's game is so streaky. And I, I'm just gonna let it off on this, Keith. We have a chance. I don't know what BT's talking about. He sometimes he's delusional. Sometimes he comes on the air. He hates the Knicks. He loves the Knicks. Oh, and Ryan, Listen, we he's got a, Knicks a chance.
1: Fan. He's feeling himself. He, he's I, believing, and that's what we want.
0: And, and I'm a I'm a diehard Knicks fan too. But we're gonna go as far as, as our guards take us. All this uh, Randall uh, one-on-one, like, he's got to stop that. That's another thing we got to stop with him. And if my, man, if my man could come back and stay healthy, which is uh, the, the young kid. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell, if he could stay healthy, Keith, Keith, we're going to be in the conference final, Keith. Have a nice night, Keith.
1: Just stop. I mean, I, I get it, right? So we, we've been talking about the Knicks for weeks, months, since the season started. And my whole thing with the Knicks is, like, They build some goodwill, then they have some ill will. They win some games, then they lose some games. They have a great showing, and then they have a collapse. So it's kind of hard for their fans to be consistent with how they feel about them when they're not consistent on the floor. I think they've been a little bit more consistent as of late. Uh, I talked last night about Josh Hart, how he is the energy that the team needs. He is a great pickup for them. He can defend, he can rebound, he can hit open threes. Uh, he clearly already fits in and knows he's in New York and knows what it means to be a Nick. Great, but like you guys got to pump your brakes. You got to you got to pump your brakes. You can't go from hating Julius Randall to loving him again. You can't go from Jalen Brunson is an overpay. This guy's got no All Stars. How do you pay him a hundred million to? Oh wait, <laughs> that's a steal. He's him. Jalen Brunson is the, the new sheriff in town. Like yeah. We knew what the guy was. You didn't know what he was, but now you're seeing it. And I don't know how far he's actually going to be able to take this Knicks team. It can't just be him. Josh Hart, great addition. He's not a star in this league. He's a good role player. He's been coming off the bench. Uh, Julius Randle, you're going to lean on as an all-star, but there's times where he goes quiet. There's times where he he isn't as effective. He came out last night like he was the best player on the floor. And then we found out that Jalen Brunson was. And I feel like Julius Randle was coming into that game like, no KD, no Kyrie, finally, I'm the only all-star, I'm the main guy. But it's Brunson, it's Brunson, it's Brunson. The difference in the Knicks this year is Jalen Brunson having the ball in his hand every possession. But you're going to end up in some situations with some bigger guards. You're going to end up in some situations where he gets strapped, where he gets deed up, where somebody locks him up, puts him in jail. Then what? Is Julius Randle going to be able to drop 30, 40? Maybe. You're going to be able to rely on R.J. Barrett? Can't really say that. Josh Hart, IQ, Obi Toppin, Hartenstein, (laughs) Mitchell Robinson. Like, this is not, like, the names I'm running off, this is not a team that makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals when you already know what teams exist, what pedigree they have, and what their past history has been. Just, Just start with the top two teams in the East. If anybody's knocking them off, I, I I doubt it. I think now, especially with uh, Katie and Kyrie moving out of Brooklyn, right, there was this theory. You know, Nets fans and I think the Nets organization were living in a fairy tale. They were on a magic carpet ride to nowhere. They were living in a, a land of make-believe and potential and hope that because there's two stars, right, it's a star-driven league, Right? The stars are who close out games. The stars are who can win or lose you a game at the end of games. It's a make-or-miss league, as Kevin Durant said. So in theory, Nets fans said, we have KD Kyrie. They won championships. They can do it again. Nah. They might be cooked. They may never win another ring. And living in theory, you can't do business in theory. You have to do business off of results. So I can only go off of the results that I have right now. And the Knicks beat the Nets. Congratulations to the Knicks but I'm not ready after that win to say that they can challenge in the Eastern Conference. We got a little bit of ways to go, folks. We got last games tomorrow. I'll see you in Brooklyn at Barclays Center for the last game before the break, and then I'm pretty sure the Knicks head to Atlanta, and uh, we'll go in this all-star break, and then I know the Nets don't resume play until next Friday, not this upcoming Friday, and we'll have plenty of time to look at it and talk about it, but let's just not get ahead of ourselves. You can't go from, oh, it's the same old Knicks, Nobody cares about the Knicks. Oh, I can't get into them. I can't get behind them. To, oh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are no longer in Brooklyn. We beat the Nets. We're going to Eastern Conference Finals. You skipped a bunch of steps. It it, it never works like that. Let's go to Deer Park. Robert's on the fan. Robert, are you there? I hear you. I think I hear the radio in the background as well. Yes. um, Thank you, Mr. Chief, for allowing
2: me to speak. I want to say uh, three to four little things, and I would like your opinion on it, if you don't
1: mind. Yes, sir.
2: Okay, first I would like to thank you for your Valentine's Day advice. Me and my girl was going through it pretty much. I didn't have much, so I had a shiny key, and I put it in a beautiful box sitting on top of cotton. Beautiful box. And she asked me, what does the key go to? And I looked up at her with tears in my eyes and said, my heart. You the man, bro. Let me tell you, let me tell you, that one over real
1: well. I told I you last night, have something. It does not have to be... Uh, you know, a diamond necklace, but have some type of token for your girl, you girlfriend. You give good advice, sir. Yeah, I'm telling you, don't be empty-handed, and it'll go a long way. It's Valentine's Day. It it's not very really
2: well. I think Bradbury... Hello? I'm here. Oh, I think Bradbury should go in the New York Giants' ring of honor for what he did on <laughs> the Super Bowl. Yeah, they got to bring him back. Um, they got to yeah, sign bro, him. They they call themselves stunting on us, and um, getting us out of the playoffs. then they stunt on us and take one of our players, but I think he's a giant, and he's a giant for life, because he stopped us from the Super Bowl. Thank
1: you. Gotta love it. I, I enjoyed that. Okay. And Kadarius um, Tony. Joe Shane sent Kadarius Tony back in. He didn't re-sign James Bradbury, and they were instrumental in knocking Philadelphia off. It ain't comma or something? <laughs> Gotta love it. That's why we watch. Who would have called right. that? Now.
2: Now, they always talk about the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I want everyone to hear me. His name is Jim Thorpe. He never lost in high school. He never lost in college. He never lost in the pros, and he never lost in the Olympics. He, sir, is the greatest of all
1: times. Yeah, they named a town in Pennsylvania after him. My boy Zeke lives out there. Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. It's a nice little quiet place.
2: And I know you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I'm on the third Super Bowl. Hank Stram. Of the Kansas City Chiefs, the uh, coach, he coined the phrase America's Team. So, how about my Cowboys?
1: How about them? They got to figure it out all this right. offseason.
2: I got two more things to say. Um, what does NEXT stand for? Never ever trade for superstars. Ooh, I like
1: that.
2: And use And then I have one more. You're all right. I have one more thing to say. They said, Madison Square Garden's uh, permit is up in June or July. What is the chances that they bolt the doors? I hear that on the news. They're going to put padlocks <laughs> on the door. Uh, I want to thank you for your time, and I want to thank you for advice, because my girlfriend, um, she is very happy with that little key.
1: Good. Tell her I said hello and happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for the call, Robert. That was a good call. That was funny. Yeah, so last night I was telling you all when I was on till 2, hey, <laughs> it was freshly february 14th and uh whether you've got a lot of money or a little if you have a girlfriend if you have a fiance if you have a wife even if you say hey we're not getting anything for valentine's day do not be empty-handed it'll go a long way to just even do what robert did a sentimental gift here's a key what's this key for it's a key to my heart. Well done, Robert. Listen to what I I mean, I don't have the most uh advice. I've been married for a little bit over a year. And my wife and I, neither one of us really do Valentine's Day. We have other things going on that are more important. We we, you know, just rather uh, you know, save money and prepare for the future versus, you know, actually uh do the whole Valentine's Day extravaganza. And we're we're not new. I've been with my girl. Thirteen years, like at this point, like we're not trying to impress each other, and we're also not looking at each other like I can't believe you didn't get me anything. Like my wife wrote me a card and and got me some candles, and I was pleasantly surprised this morning. Pauly, uh <laughs> we won't we won't share the <laughs> we won't share the uh, you know what was written in the card, but some inside baseball pulling back the curtain here. Uh, I wake up late because I go to sleep three, four in the morning. You know, you do the show till two. They like, close this damn Holland Tunnel, so now I have to drive through the Lincoln Tunnel, and yes, I'm going to complain about it forever. It's it doubled my trip home, which doubles the time that I can fall asleep because I'm engaged behind the wheel for longer. So I go home. I'm wired. I don't go to sleep till three, four in the morning. So I'm, you know, missing BT and Tiki at ten. I I get up at like eleven. And I think around that time, my wife had been up for hours. uh, So she saw, you know, the gift that I got for her, the flowers, the card, the balloons, the stuff that I set up uh, the night before when I came in at 2.30 in the morning. But Pauly texts me to get ready for this show tonight, as our producers here do. Hey, you you want a guest, you know, anybody I can get for you, anything I can do for you heading into the show tonight. So his text is right next to my wife's text thanking me for the Valentine's Day stuff and letting me know, hey, you, you know, I got you some too. It's in your office studio. And, uh, you know, when you're first waking up in the morning, you're a little cloudy, you're not really reading, uh, you're getting your thoughts together, and uh, there's a card that my wife makes for me, and she draws a picture of me, her, and my cat, and I laughed because it looked like my cat was swiping at her, which sometimes my cat does. I don't know, my cat is like, it's a, she's a good cat. She, she's nice, but at the same time, she can be feisty. And with her little paws, she takes swipes at my wife. I don't understand what it, you know, why. It's not malicious, but it's something that happens. So I thought my wife drew a picture of myself, her, and our cat swiping at her. And she said, no, that was the cat's tail. But I took a picture of that and texted it to Pauly instead of my wife. Wrong text, idiot. And uh, I gave Paul a little insight into, you know, the uh, Valentine's Day experience at the McPherson household.
3: I appreciate the Valentine's
1: Day love from the McPherson's <laughs> from uh, Toon, the Toon. cat. Yes, sir. Uh, or, or it's little Toon, Toon, right? Lo- Luna, who turned into Luna, Tuna, who turned into Toon, Toonie, our Looney Toon. Her name is Toon, really. We call her Toon. Toon. I appreciate the love for the McPherson's. Please tell Miss McPherson to tell... <laughs> Mama, whatever it is, tell McPherson. <laughs> Thank she, you very much. I showed her. I was like, I'm an idiot. I'm just, like, getting my thoughts together. Like, at least it's you. I could have sent this to other people oh, in my it could have been a problem. Where it would have been, like, I wish I didn't accidentally you tweet send
4: that it. out, this, that, the other thing. Nah, you no,
1: know, I'm, nah, I'm not going to tweet that stuff out. But it was just your text was right next to my wife's text first thing in the morning. And uh, it was harmless. Um, now you're part of the family. You're welcome over at any time.
3: Oh, that's... I'm- I can't wait to meet the whole can't wait to meet everybody. It's
1: you great. haven't met my wife, right?
3: We ran into each other, I think, for a little bit at the
1: uh summer thing at DJ's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. I don't I, I don't know if we actually like met. No, I don't think but so. I think we, she like, was there though. We,
3: she I knew I know she was there and you were like in the mix with everybody, so yeah.
1: I was a little busy. <laughs> yeah, in the mix. You, you, you Literally were in, the mix. in between. People handing me beers. People pulling me over for pictures. Yo, yo. Some people that like I actually knew from my hometown area, other people that I didn't know. We got to do that again. We got to run the DJ's party back.
3: Grail o'clock?
1: Yeah, I mean, those grills, bro. I don't even want to talk about that DJ's night. I got out of there. I got out of there at a good time. I remember texting Craig, and Craig said he already left. And I started looking around. I'm like, I got to go. I got to get out of here it's, it, before it's it's dark out. But, yeah, <laughs> a little uh, Valentine's Day story for you guys. Happy Valentine's Day to uh, everyone out there celebrating love and the person they love. And, yeah, if, if, if you love somebody and you didn't hit them up or you didn't get them anything, you still have, uh, like, three and a half hours. And I still have... Three and a half hours of my show. Let's take another break and we'll get back to the phones. Call me up 877 337 6666. Of course, we're talking Jets quarterback situation, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, who it could be. Uh, The Super Bowl is still fresh. The Chiefs are the champions. Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. And we can still talk through little things like the field being terrible, the bogus officiating. If you want to go over Rihanna's halftime, I guess we can. But I'd rather talk baseball with you as both of our teams have reported to spring training. We're starting to get those little pieces of content from uh, bullpens and batting practice. And we're getting excited about that. So plenty to talk about. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Keith McPherson on the fan.
0: When this happened, you talked about it on the fan.
1: The
3: New York
0: Mets for the first time in 15 years are champions of the National League. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: Okay, Polly, with the Missy Elliott drop. I guess Missy Elliott is relevant again because of the Super Bowl and the Grammys. She popped up at the Grammys. 50-year celebration of hip-hop. Only took them 50 years to get it right. Let some black folks perform. That was epic. I uh, I enjoyed the whole hip-hop showcase. And then Missy popped up again in the Super Bowl, I think in a Doritos ad. I, I don't care about the Super Bowl commercials. I hear so much talk about them. I didn't retain them. Like, uh, shout out to Ross in Bergen County last night, who was like, what about the 2B commercial? I literally... Played into that with my wife because I know our TV well. I struggle. We have a smart TV that's super dumb. Like, it's only smart when I, like, press buttons and, like, refresh it. And, I don't know, between the Apple TV and the smart TV, it's not very smart. But I knew when they went to that Tubi commercial that it wasn't me sitting on the remote. I knew they were playing around. My, my wife was like, wait, what's going on? I'm like, it's it's a commercial. Clever commercial. But, like, I, I didn't care so much for, like, Ben and uh, J-Lo Dunkin Donuts cool I guess um I did like the Mets commercial but I was talking about that you know a week before I thought that it was smart for the Mets to put themselves in the Super Bowl put themselves front of mind I saw people hating on it and I'm just like whatever you you can't do anything in this world without being hated on like it's just part of it because everyone has an opinion everyone has a social media account and uh, there's so many people that can hide and just spew hate and negativity but I'm not a Mets fan, and you don't have to be a Mets fan to to appreciate the fact that they had a commercial in the Super Bowl where most of the baseball fans, right, they look at the Super Bowl as, hey, as soon as this is done, it's baseball season. So Steve Cohen and the Mets were front of mind. And now, you know, we're getting things out of spring training with Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. I'm pumped to see how these guys perform, how they compete with each other, how they lead, how they hold up. And uh, John Heyman just put out an article, 8. Minutes ago, that says, Welcome to Mets camp where the big problem is which future Hall of Famer starts on opening day. I think it's Max Scherzer. He was here last year. I don't think he'd give Verlander the ball unless they're afraid that people are going to boo him because Scherzer got rocked in the wild card. Uh, we, we won't go down that way. I mean, Aaron Judge is taking reps at first base. does not matter. Imagine the Yankees playing Judge at first base this year. I mean... They ended up going to Marwin Gonzalez and Oswaldo Cabrera. We're not going to end up going with uh, Judge at first bait, but it's it's spring training. So anything we see from spring training, we're all over. Anything that comes out of George M. Steinbrenner Field, we're all over because we're just thirsty for baseball. DJ LeMay, you taking hacks. Oswaldo taking hacks. IKF taking hacks. The ball's not leaving the park, but he's taking his hacks. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we've got guys covering it. I'll probably tap in with uh brian hoke and uh you know maybe tap in with one of the mets reporters next week i got a bunch of open shows and uh to pass this time we got to take calls so thanks for holding 877-337-6666 let's talk to the fans that call the fan josh is in the bronx What's keep, on, t-
5: keep on telling you keep on bringing the energy bro um yeah i mean like i'm pumped for the uh Start of spring training, listening to you and you know your future endeavors with um on base the show that you got on um MLB TV. And, yes, uh,
1: I can confirm MLB Network off base will be back for season two, and I will be on it coming soon. Yep. And your stint
5: with uh, John and Susan, you know, tell me something cool. Hey, Looking Keith, forward to that.
1: Tell me something cool. Hey, yeah. John and Susan. <laughs> And
5: the names have been changed to protect the innocent. You know, just the facts, man, just the facts from the dragnet. You know, I sent you a tweet maybe a couple days ago about Ben Simmons, you know, TikTok, you know, like being the Big Ben. Yeah. That tower of London clock out, out in London. I don't know, but... You know, if I can't get a hold of you on on Twitter, I'm always praying for you, thinking about what you're going to do on the fan and everything. Thank you for taking my call. I'm listening.
1: Thanks, Josh. You're the man. Appreciate the support online uh, every day and calling into the show and listening. Josh supports everybody on WFAN, and he's also on Twitter hyping me up. You know, if I'm ever down or if I'm ever tired, or if I'm ever not feeling like going in to talk on the radio, which never happens, I got Josh on Twitter hyping me up. A five-hour KM to AM. Keith McPherson's coming through. He's going to talk about this, this. Can't wait. I'll call you. I'll call you. And uh, even if he's got to wait for a little bit, he's been on hold since the start of the show, and I appreciate Josh and the energy on Twitter as well. Yeah, baseball. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. But there's nothing real to talk about yet. Uh, We don't have games. We will have some games, I think, coming up. So, you know, we'll get some intel on uh, roster battles or position battles and the roster and how it's shaking out. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. This is still the week after the Super Bowl, and there's still a ton of news around the NFL uh, coaching carousel and quarterbacks. Let's keep the calls going. Jarvis up in Harlem back on the fan. What's up, Jarvis? What's up, Keith? You know, holding it down. Devils are up two one. Watching the game in here. Yeah,
4: that's what's up. Yeah, I was. I kind of agree with you about the Knicks. I mean, like I, I, I don't even know what Brandon Tenny even talking about. Talking about they are gonna be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, I mean, it just sounds ridiculous. Such as, I mean, I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, think that because because they beat the Nets last night because they snapped a nine game losing streak against the the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, they're gonna be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean. I mean, I don't know what NBA is. He must be drinking a Nick Kool-Aid or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I'm just not. Gonna, it's I mean, not it's that just,
1: easy. Wh- and beating the Nets, this is a team that just lost their two best players. Like, you can't, right. you can't write home about that one.
4: Exactly. Just because they got a win against the Brooklyn Nets, they think it'll be in the easy College final. Man. I mean, it's like – I mean uh, you, um, you, you, it says like I mean you got the top team in, in the East. You got Boston, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. I mean all those three teams are better than the Knicks. I mean so I don't I don't know what she's I don't know what he's um, thinking. The Sixers just beat ridiculous. the
1: Knicks. The Sixers just beat the Knicks and BT mentioned them. Don't tell me that they can't beat the Sixers. They're yeah, not. they Harden he, he and, and Embiid like, and Maxie and those guys. It's just not. A, yeah. It's not gonna happen.
4: Yeah, I ain't talking about, oh, don't tell me Boston untouchable. Don't tell me Philly untouchable. Don't tell me Milwaukee untouchable. I'm like, I, I mean, what, what
1: NBA is he watching? I get right? it. I get the excitement, right? We are the New York Knicks. Go, New York. Like, you know, it was it, it was a good win. Uh, you yeah, finally, yeah. Get, yeah. you yeah. finally get the yeah. monkey off your back. Brooklyn has beat you for three years. But, like, that has nothing to do with the rest of the NBA. That doesn't even have to do with the exactly. Nets. Like, you do have right. to see the Nets again, I believe. And uh the Nets will be a different team by the time they run it back with the Knicks. But whatever. Right. I'd love to I'm see not, a play yeah, in tournament yeah, or a first round tournament. Um or first round uh matchup with those teams, but March first, that's the date. March first. Right. Nets, Knicks, seven thirty in the garden. They'll run it back. We'll see what happens then.
4: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a not, not a fan of those I'm not a Nets or a Knicks fan. I'm a I'm a Denver Nugget fan, but uh, you know, I got a win last night. I saw an our NBA team they beat the Miami Heat, so they, played, um, they play the. They play the Nuggets are a team
1: that I expect to figure out how to get there, right? Get to the Western yeah, yeah, Conference they, they, final they,
4: They're the number one in the West, so they're 14 and 18. So you know they they got a home against the Mavericks against Kyrie Irving, comes in the Maha right. City. So hopefully we beat them because they Nuggets been good at home. So you know, so mm-hmm. yeah. Where's so anyway, I want to talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation, and you know, this you know, think about it. Coming to the Jets and you know and and think they're going on like and are like well if they get Aaron Rodgers for the next two years they're going to take, take to the Super Bowl. You know what? How about this, man? Make the playoffs for for Christ's sake.
1: Right, I mean, we got to like, start Make there. the players. We got to start with the playoff drought. You can't you can't just automatically exactly. be in the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah,
4: twelve years I made the playoffs since 2008. Get to the playoffs. I'm talking about
1: Super Bowl in two years.
4: Get to the playoffs. How about that, man? So.
1: I think he gets them there. I think they have the defense. And if they had just average NFL quarterback play, they would have been in the playoffs this year. You get Aaron Rodgers with these receivers, his running back, some of the other moves they can make, the tight ends they already have. They need to mm-hmm. uh shore up that offensive line a little bit. And I, I, I don't see why they can't be a playoff team with Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. we can't we they, can't they, jump yeah, them they, to a Super Bowl team. Right now it's Pat Mahomes League and they gotta go through him in the AFC. You can't just exactly. jump them into Joe the Super Bowl.
4: ball and Josh Allen and all these top three quarterbacks they gotta deal with. I yeah. mean if they lose to the AFC championship and, and don't tell me that it's a successful playoff run. Don't give me that. It's about getting to the Super Bowl. Don't give me that. So that's what it's all about. Getting to the Super Bowl and winning all.
1: Thanks for the call, Jarvis. Yep. I mean I mean it starts with the dream, right? And the dream is that Aaron Rodgers in this darkness retreat finds himself, you know, he's he's done a lot of these spiritual awakenings. He's a yoga guy. Uh, He's searching for this deeper inner thinking. You know, he wants to uh, find his path and his course. I just think, bro, it's cooked. He's made so much money. He's been famous for so long. Like, he's just just out there. And, you know, he gave us extra information about him doing ayahuasca, a psychedelic drug that makes you throw up. Like, whatever, bro. All we want to know is if you're retiring. And if you're not retiring, where do you want to play next? Are you done with the Packers? Are they going to go to Jordan Love? I think they kind of have to. (laughs) I was thinking about it today, and ESPN was talking about Jordan Love. We don't know what Jordan Love is, to be honest. But we know that he was drafted before Jalen Hurts, and we just saw Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl, and nobody is criticizing that man. Nobody is picking apart his game now. Nobody is asking whether he's a good enough quarterback. They're asking, oh, how much money is he going to make? He's going to be the Eagles quarterback for a long time. The guy had four touchdowns. They can always get two yards with him. That quarterback sneak, they, they can always get two yards with him. And he threw the ball better than I expected. He had some balls that he threw up for grabs that were caught. He had some balls that he threw on the line. But I wish I bet more on him. I, I wish I bet more on him to uh, – I, I took his over in rushing. I, I should have took his over in passing. But I didn't know what kind of game it was going to turn into. I had said on the fan they have to force him into third and longs. When I saw him throw that third and 14 pass to Dallas Goddard, I'm like, that's this guy stepped up. You know, He even had a pass – I think Quez Watkins almost had, like, Hertz was locked in. He was ready. And if anybody questions whether he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, right, especially, like, a guy like Micah Parsons was saying, oh, he's a system quarterback. No, 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 He is the system. He's the leader, vocal leader. They follow his lead. They trust in him. They believe in him. And uh, Philadelphia's got a good quarterback for the next few years that we're all going to have to see and deal with. And if you've been watching Jalen Hurts, he's improved every year. So I expect him to take a, a step forward this next year. And if they can keep the talent around them, the Eagles are going to be good. But everyone's saying they're going to be right back. They're going to be right back in the Super Bowl. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's not how it works. That's not how it works. A lot of things have to happen uh, for them to be right back in the Super Bowl. Even the best teams don't end up right back in the Super Bowl. I already mentioned the, the Rams and the Bengals. What happened to them this year? Bengals were good, not good enough and uh, it's a different season. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Strength of schedule, uh, different players move on, go to other teams and free agency. Uh, you have the draft. Maybe you hit on some picks, maybe you don't. Um, but Hertz is a top quarterback in, the, in this NFL. His style of play fits what the Eagles do. He's going to be there for a while. Um, do I think they're back in the Super Bowl next year? I don't. I just think there's too many good teams competing, and the NFC is going to be open. The NFC is, is going to be I thought it was open this year. That's what was frustrating as a Cowboys fan watching Dak Prescott enter the tournament, and you have the likes of Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts. It's like Dak is the guy uh, making the most money with uh, you know seven years of experience and all of this talent around him. You would have liked to see the Cowboys actually run the table, or maybe you wouldn't have. I would have. <laughs> you would have liked to see the Cowboys actually run the table and get back to an NFC championship. What happened? Dak's MO. Turned the ball over. Led the league in Interceptions and also led the league in games throwing two interceptions. Boo. Now let's see what Jerry Jones and those guys do. He needed Amari Cooper. He needed more weapons, but they wanted to go the route of saying, oh, we're paying so much for the quarterback. He's got to put the team on his back. That never works. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. You have a quarterback on a rookie deal, and you put money in other places, and they're able to get to the Super Bowl. That's why the Giants can't give Daniel Jones this high. Like, I'm telling you, you can't give him this high-paying contract and then expect the team to get better. They need to put weapons around him. They need to protect him. They need to shore up other spots on the defense. And I don't know. I think Daniel Jones would be smart to not drive a hard bargain. You get your OC back. You get your DC back. You expect to get your two captains back, but they got to kind of meet in the middle somewhere. And as a quarterback, I think Daniel Jones got to take a book, a, a page out of, Tom Brady's book. Tom Brady took less because he knew he needed guys around him. And, yeah, I know they didn't pick up your option and you proved everybody wrong, but the the goal is to win. You want to get to the Super Bowl. You have a team in your division that just got to the Super Bowl that you're looking at like, hey, if we can beat them next year, if we can take one game from them, who knows what happens in the playoffs. Maybe that can be us in year two. If we achieve so much in year one of what we thought was going to be a rebuild – Why can't we make the jump year two as the New York football Giants to get to the Super Bowl if we have some weapons, if we have uh, some better offensive linemen and some pieces on defense? Could. But you can't have Daniel Jones taking $36, $37 million or more. 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan, I got to take a break. You know that. I think this is already like break number seven or eight. I'll be right back. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk, too. Call the fan
0: at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook
1: Sports. Visit superbook.com. Are we known for being polite now? I mean, I try. (laughs) I, I, I try my best to be kind have conversations, not yell at people, not call people names, not bring people down. Like, who am I to talk down on you calling my show? 877-337-666, six 2 more sixes, and you can be heard. Now, quickly here, because we're up against it again, I feel like I have to break every five, ten minutes, Paul. I know it's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> but uh, we're coming up to the top of the hour, and uh, I want to try and get in at least one call here, I won't tell you what it's about. We've obviously talked about a bunch of different things. Let's go back to the phone. Frank is in Syosset. Frank's on the fan. Hello.
3: Hey, it's a pleasure to talk to you. My first time calling your show.
1: My first time talking to you. Hey, thank you very much. Welcome. I used to talk to Tony
3: Page at this time of
1: night. <laughs> Good guy. Tony's the man.
3: He was great. He was great. Anyway, uh, I just... Tell me if I'm crazy and tell me where I'm wrong. But I wanted to ask you... Uh, your opinion on the rules being put in in the uh in baseball this year with you know not being able to throw over the first base more than three times and uh uh you know uh what else are they doing no 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 they uh, the,
1: the yeah right? the, they're changing the shift as far as you having to have a certain amount of guys on each side of second base the bigger bases um i i, I, I think this it. i I, think, I don't understand it I I So, it sucks, because I'm not with it, but, like, we have no choice but to be with it. And I I guess I'm considered a younger fan than the average Major League Baseball fan, but I've also been a fan of baseball my entire life. I was in the fan cave nine years ago, and the whole thing was like, make baseball cool again. How do we get baseball to be more attractive to this younger digital audience? And now here we are, and uh, they're completely changing the game. And I already love the game the way it is. I'm... I guess somewhat traditional because I've gone to so many live games and I don't have a problem with the pace of play. I don't have a, a problem with how long it takes. But all of these measures are to speed up the game and add more offense and more entertainment for the casual fan or the outside fan that they're trying to bring in. This well, is let, me not... ask,
3: let me ask you about that, Keith. How, how, much, how much time are you going to shave off the game? Because the average guy... With a couple of kids, it's a two three hundred dollar a day. With the cheapest seats in the house, eight dollar hot dogs, twelve dollar beers, forty dollars to park, thirty dollars to travel there by train and back for wherever you're coming from. Yeah. Now, what is it going to shave off the half an hour of the game? I, I don't understand the point. It's not football. It's not you know tremendous action on every pitch. And every time pitching dominates the game, they got to change the game. If hitting's dominating the game, they got to change the game. I just don't get it. How many times are going to change the game?
1: Yeah, I think you know baseball feels like the NFL has changed their game and their rules a ton, uh, the NBA some, and that they have to evolve to not be left behind. Uh, like I said, this is all for pace of play, which is to attract people that watch the NFL, that watch the NBA. Uh, the whole thinking man's game and the slow game uh, to a to a you know slow mind or whatever it is it's you know a boring game to a slow mind. Like I don't think this group of people inside Major League Baseball are looking at it like that. They're looking at it as hey, baseball is is right now you know with with Judge and Shohei and uh, the New York teams having star power and obviously the hated Astros being at the forefront. Front, baseball is at a place where like it's up there. Um, they had a good year last year. And now they're trying to uh, speed up the game and do different things that are going to attract more people. And unfortunately, the outside world that doesn't watch baseball the way a lot of us do every day for years following our team, they want to see home runs, right? They saw Aaron Judge is going to break this record, and how many more people came to Yankee Stadium? They they want there to be more home runs. They want there to be more offense. I can't judge it yet until we see how it plays out. Thanks for the call, and thanks for the first call And calling my show for the first time, I appreciate that. But as a baseball fan and a younger baseball fan, I go to the game and I'm like, until they kick us out. Like, I I don't care how long it takes. And, uh, you know, I I mentioned the fan cave because that was, I mean, I was in the last year of the fan cave. And I honestly thought that was going to be a staple here in New York. I thought... Every year I'd go back to the fan cave and meet alumni, You know, meet other years that would come back. I thought it would be like a big family reunion type of thing from 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14 was my class. And I thought that we would be watching baseball in there and the content would grow and it'd be bigger and bigger. Manfred deaded that. Manfred decided that the fan cave would be no more. But one night in the fan cave, I'll never forget where I did want the extra innings rule. (laughs) <laughs> it was uh red sox versus angels out west and uh my boy mike who was just here he went to the uh nicks game last night i didn't attend with him and my boy dan who uh was there you know Knicks fan i'm a nets fan it wasn't my kind of party but those two guys went to the game last night i didn't link with them uh one represented the cubs cubs one represented the mets we watched two thousand four hundred and thirty games in the fan cave together and uh I'll never forget the night we had uh, bottle service at Hotel Chantel for my boy Mike's birthday. I was the DJ in the fan cave, so as night would fall and we're watching the 7.05 games get to, like, 10 o'clock, right? They're three-hour games. MLB's trying to make these games two and a half hours on average. That's a big reason why they're doing this. But uh, as the games go on and it gets later in night, in the night, we we change into our night outfits, right? Usually we would leave the fan cave around twelve thirty one. One thirty-two, really, at the like latest. Yeah, well, this night, the Red Sox and the Angels play 19 innings, and it completely smokes our night. Uh, we had some girls go get our bottles for us at the club that we never saw. Uh, I remember having to throw in like $100 for the bottle service that I never went to. And I hated baseball that night. I hated the fan cave that night. And I'm like, 19 innings for a Red Sox-Angels game? It just smoked our Saturday night. They couldn't figure out how to end that earlier. But that's rare. You don't don't see these games go 19 innings. It doesn't happen. And uh, if they're trying to speed up the game, speed up the in-between pitches, speed up the in-between at-bats, speed up the in-between innings, speeding up the end of the game, the most important part of the game, which is going to decide the game with a ghost runner on second base. How did that runner get there? oh, we're just going to boop, here's a runner on second, change the whole game, your whole strategy, and now everybody has to be prepared with, like, who's your runner going to be? And in those situations, get the runner over to third, get the runner home, and I don't know. It's just fake baseball. It's not real baseball. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't even know what to call it. They weaseled us. They started this in 2020 with the 60-game season. They just introduced it, right? You know, seven-inning doubleheaders and... A man on second, Manfred's man, that'll that'll always be the name, Manfred's man on second. This happened under his regime. And they introduced it to the players, and it doesn't matter what the fans think. The players like it. They're ready to get up out of there. You got a guy like CeCe Sabathia, all respect for CeCe, love CeCe. But CeCe, you only took the ball every five days. So you talking about we don't get paid for overtime, bro, you worked once a week. (laughs) <laughs> what are you saying, bro? <laughs> like we want to watch baseball. That's why we pay all of that money to park and buy tickets and good seats and pay for expensive food. We it just comes with the territory. We understand that's what it costs to see this live and in person. And uh I just hope that it gives baseball what they want. I hope that it works out for the best. I hope that there are more fans and baseball does draw more eyes and attention in the game continues to grow. I can't judge it yet. I I can tell you I don't love it, but I can't judge it until I see how it plays out in this upcoming baseball season. And we're this close. We're almost there. 877-337-6666. Approaching the 9 o'clock hour on the fan. Three more hours to go. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. I'll be right back.